I wasn't pregnant after the plus. I was no longer pregnant, but I looked pregnant. <laughs> oh, the joke of the centuries in it's like, now the baby is gone. It's not funny, but can I just have my body back at least? I can't have the baby. Can I have my, my, my sanity back? I can't have the baby, but can I just go back to before? For real though, I had no idea how strange this will be until I'm sat here now um, leaning towards my microphone and trying to record this introduction <laughs> for my podcast. My name is Esther and this is Not For My Village People podcast. Hi there. I hope you've not just clicked on this because it says life after loss hopefully you've listened to episode 12 by now and um you know the type of loss i'm talking about now life after loss depends on the kind of loss you've actually been experiencing or that you've experienced so i'm gonna go through some things before i dive into today for those of you that have clicked on episode 12 and you've been sending feedbacks how you feel how it resonates how we brought back some of the things that you've been trying so hard to not to think about. I appreciate you. I appreciate your vulnerability and I appreciate you for, for listening. And it's just my own way. Like I've always said, since the beginning of this podcast journey, it's not something new you're going to listen to. It's just a reminder. And hopefully one word, two sentences, whatever I say from time to time, hopefully it serves and helps remind you that you're not alone. And we're just all trying to do something right, trying to correct some of our mistakes, trying to eat healthy, sleep better, trying to not be village people <laughs> it's not for my village people once again guys and this is episode 13 today i will be talking about my life after the loss or the losses i experienced when it comes to miscarriage the worst part for me is the not knowing why why did my babies die how could i carry a perfectly healthy child the first time and not the second or third why can't they test me to find out? Why? 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 I for one found the thought of waiting three months to tell our families and close friends impossible. The way they shared in our excitement and later our grief really meant something to us. I found it almost impossible to tell anyone at work, so I didn't feel I could share my loss. I had a silent scream in my head I couldn't let out. I'm a mother of three. The unusual bit is that our three are not with us. I'd had hope and dreams for all my little ones. I'd loved them fiercely and wanted to protect them. What if there's something I can do next time to tip the odds in my baby's favor? 
Because right now, if someone with a medical qualification told me I had to spend my entire pregnancy open on one foot, open on one foot, while only eating broccoli and wholemeal bread, I'd do it if I thought it would raise my chances of giving birth to another healthy baby. But it just eats you from nowhere. I walked into a toilet last week in a restaurant, smack bang into a pregnant lady. It almost ruined my day. I see friends get pregnant and I resent them. The trouble with miscarriage is that most people don't understand what it is you've actually lost. I've lost my babies. I've lost the ability to be excited about pregnancy. I've lost trust in my body, in hospitals, and in statistics. Most of all, I've lost faith in myself and in the future. Now, those quotes, those statements that I've just read, unfortunately, were not written by me. They were written by other women. And it's just my way of letting you know if you're listening to this right now and you've been through it or you're going through it currently. Unfortunately, I know people going through this currently and it saddens my heart. It breaks my heart. And obviously it just takes me back to that place we all don't want to go to. But this is just a reminder that you're not alone. Your body failed you. You're feeling the type of way that you failed as a woman, as a mother, as a lady, what you're supposed to do, what your body is supposed to do. For weeks, I questioned myself, for days, for months. It just kept coming, that little voice. The only thing your body is supposed to do right, can't even get it right. You can't even get it right. You're supposed to be the motivational speaker. You're the guru. You're the one helping. You're the leader. But look at you. Look at you. You can't even complete a simple task. Is it a simple, guys? Like, seriously, mothers, mothers, sisters, tell me, tell me. Please tell me. Please tell me. Even for those of you that managed to have been through pregnancies with no pain and it's been an easy journey for you, is it simple? Because I don't know what that means when it comes to pregnancy. Simple and pregnancy are not friends. They are not friends. I read before someone's statement saying, it just eats you from nowhere. I walked into a toilet last week in a restaurant, smack bang into a pregnant lady. It almost ruined my day. I see friends get pregnant and I resent them. I remember when I lost my pregnancy. Around the time I lost my pregnancy, two of my friends had babies. They had babies, yes. And for the love of me, I I, I couldn't even bring myself to holding their babies. I was happy for them. I was sincerely from the bottom of my heart happy for them. Because just like I said in episode 12, I don't wish this on my worst enemy. So imagine my friends going through the pregnancy and having healthy, successful, beautiful babies. I was really 
sincerely happy for them. But my emotions also were there. For days, weeks, not just one, not two of my friends had babies around that period. I just thought I don't want to touch their babies. I, feel, I felt cussed. I felt like I was cussed. So I didn't want to touch their babies. And one of them are the effrontery at the gods <laughs> to make me a godmother to a baby boy during that period. And I thought, oh my goodness, why, why, why will she do this? But then she explained, she told me how she was led to do it. And that was the only baby in that season I carried. He was the only baby I carried after praying for the wisdom, for the understanding of it. I am a big believer everything happens to her for a reason. And if you're just like me, over the e over over eels, head over eels, in love with God and a child of God, you're like me. God won't let bad things happen to his children. I know that sounds, actually, if you're going through right now, it sounds like, who you want about? But bad thing happened to me. Whatever happens to us, bad, good, evil, we don't know it just yet, but it happens for our good. I'd rather a healthy baby. Now, the thing is, There's still no reason why it happened. Yeah. That's another thing. The not knowing what happened. Why couldn't I? I read from another mother earlier that I was saying, you know. She said she's had several. She's had a, a first baby, but why can't I carry the second and the third baby? Why, why, why was it not successful pregnancy? Why wasn't it successful? When I'd lost my first pregnancy, late in pregnancy, one of my friends had a baby shower. And I thought for the love of me, I had all the strength. I had the, you know, the, the, the strength, the grace to attend this baby shower. Um, to support. Like I said, I was happy. I'm still happy. I was happy for my friends, sincerely happy for them. And I attended the baby shower only for something to just happen. I don't know if she was given a speech or a little girl. She has a first child. Then before this pregnancy, we were doing a baby shower for. Started talking and I just couldn't hold it. Imagine, just imagine. I started crying. At someone else's event. So sisters, if you are not ready, take all the time you need. It's sad that we have to explain ourselves and try to, while we're dealing with this stuff and all of everything you're dealing with right now, if you're currently going through this or if you've been through it in the past, you probably resonate with this. We're supposed to still show up, turn up. And I turned up because I love my friend and I was really, really happy for her. But I didn't know I was not emotionally ready. How dare you cry at another person's celebration? How dare you? 
Yeah. I even made it worse. And the voices, the little voices I talked about earlier, they were not little anymore. They became big voices. Like I said, I I, I didn't I didn't carry anyone's baby at this point because actually after the second one, I just felt cursed. I'm an African. And there is culture. There are all these things that has been ingrained in us that we sort of believe, despite the fact that I'm a child of God and I know I am not costing my hands are not cost, my hands are blessed. But I was too scared. It's life after a loss of a baby or babies. It was difficult. Will I ever be okay? Will I ever laugh again? Some people may have seen it on my WhatsApp post. At some point during the down days. Will I ever smile again? Will anything be funny again? Those were some of the questions I repeated in my head over and over and over and over again. I wasn't pregnant after the loss. I was no longer pregnant. But I looked pregnant. <laughs> oh, the joke of the centuries. And it's like, now the baby is gone. It's not funny, but can I just have my body back at least? I can't have the baby. Can I have my, my, my sanity back? I can't have the baby, but can I just go back to before? Unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. I was no longer pregnant, but I looked pregnant. And I remember I said last week during my last episode that I got I got pregnant again. I wanted to be pregnant because I was too ashamed of myself and I just wanted to be pregnant again. And I did. So back to back. And then I lost that pregnancy again after a couple months. So I had two baby weight to lose now I looked pregnant and I remember one of my very first attempt to go back to church someone had asked me someone asked me how was the baby I still looked pregnant and I don't know about you guys those people that go through stuff and their appetite just shuts up they don't eat anymore and then they start to lose weight and they look like it they look like they're going through stuff. So when you see them, you're like, oh, what, are you okay? Not me. Not in this yard. Not in this body. Not in this head. Oh, if you think I could finish a bowl of Ben and Jerry's on a good day, oh, I will finish three when the days are down. When the sun is not shining and you can see the reflection of it. But you're cold and freezing and shivering under your blanket because you'd been crying for so long living with loss and i don't know about those small voices where do they come from for like goodness me where where did they had microphones they came with headphones and microphones and they were loud you think little vo imposter syndromes little voices this one's had microphones 
it may take a bit of time before your body feels normal again. If you're currently going through this, for those of you that have been through it and potentially passed this phase of, but for those that are currently going through it, yeah, unfortunately, it may take a bit of time before your body feels normal again. Your mind can affect your body and your body can affect your mind. Yeah, my body affected my mind severally. I was just dragging my feet in my own house. I felt looked like how dark my mind was. Oh, bless my husband. All I could see him say without him he didn't say it he didn't look it poor man he didn't say it he did not feel that way now i know i just felt he saw a fat is that to say a fat shapeless ugly housemate he was stuck with that was what i saw that was what i felt so just picture how I behaved with my husband not saying it, not treating me that way, but that's all I heard him say. If he looked, I didn't even, I didn't even, I stopped dressing up in front of him at this point, like, you know. So sisters, misters, sisters, rather, Try to take care of your physical and emotional health as best as you can. You can't do more than your strengths permit you to. But hopefully, if you're listening to this right now and you're currently going through it, this will be a reminder for you to like, okay. You can't be screaming, I'm a winner and look defeated. I did. I felt like that, like it. And in my episode where I talked about broken people can heal, it didn't stop me from healing. I did because people I healed at that time got the results that they wanted, that they needed, that they have to get. But then I crawled back under my blanket to do my waterworks. It's natural for you to need time to make sense of what has happened. Don't try and rush it. This is not the time to hold your remote and fast forward things. Take the time you need if you believe that's what you need. Some of the things I felt, and sometimes I still felt. Are you currently feeling paranoid about everything? Recounting your steps, what you did, what you ate last. Oh, I counted, I checked. What did I eat last? I was telling someone, um, because of one of my, you know, so some of the people I know going through this right now, I was telling, I think I was talking to my sister that one of the things I am just, you know, so concerned about now is what has happened has happened is just the, when they eventually become pregnant and the, the anxiety, the weight of the anxiety, the pressure of the I want to do it right this time around. 
it's 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 nerves wrecking. It's it's. Whew. Now, for those that know me, know I've said I don't want to be pregnant again. It's just too much. I did carry another pregnancy, and you can carry a healthy pregnancy, and you will carry it. Do you know, you can. <clears throat> I, I I did carry another healthy pregnancy, and eventually had a baby. But who, from day one of the knowing to the thirty ninth week when I eventually had this beautiful baby girl, it wasn't me. It was God. Every day I was scared. How I moved, what I had, what I drank, how I slept, how I breathed. Everything, everything was nerves wrecking. The anxiety is, 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 oh goodness me. But not to scare you, do you know what? Please get help and fill your surroundings with loving, amazing people. You need them. You need people. You need people. You need people. It almost broke, destroyed my marriage. Yeah. Because I was not the only one going through the loss, but I was going through a lot more than the loss because I could still carry, I, 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 I was carrying the baby weight. I looked pregnant and I wasn't pregnant. So just imagine my reaction, my behavior, my type of person during this period and this season before the miracle happened with my husband in the house. Nightmare. He was a nightmare. I was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I was paranoid. Everything. Because when it happened, all I was could think about was, what did I eat? Was it what I ate? Was it? What I drank, was it Was it what I was watching? Was it because I went out the night before? Was it because I was dancing? Was it because I was, what did I do wrong? Everything was up for questioning. Everything was up for questioning. Everything. A, 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 bed, a, bird, a bird crow <laughs> or crying in front of my window. Yeah. Everything. I was paranoid. Who I saw first in the morning, who I went to. If you're, if you're an African, you probably get what I mean. And if you know, it doesn't, you don't even have to. The things I read before at the beginning of this episode, you can, it's not just you. It's not just you. You're not alone. Your emotions are valid. felt like a failure and the guilt of it the idea that a baby in my care that was inside of me that um the baby could stop growing was very difficult for me to face i felt like i was responsible in some way i questioned everything i did over the last weeks before it happened. And maybe I did something, ate something that cost the baby's brief life to just 
you know, poof, was here and not here anymore. I, I felt like I didn't have control on anything anymore as well. Especially when I eventually got pregnant. I wasn't sure, will this will this pregnancy grow into a little person? I, 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 the doctors, they told me nature will take his class. I, it, it wouldn't be a baby. My body was weak. I was, I'd gone through too much. But for those of you that's currently going through this and you're looking to try again, all you can do is follow medical advice, go for all the checks and potentially even more. Yeah, we went for more checks. Oh, I don't pray you ever go through it if you've never go through it and you don't understand what this is all about. But for those that have, you know, NHS scan checks is not enough. No matter what list they put you on, because I was put on um, high risk at this point for my event, the, the pregnancy I eventually had and that became a baby. Um, I was put on high risk and I was given as, you know, more, more, more scans than, than normal, but it still wasn't enough. And bless my husband. We paid for several private scans that we went for it's not advisable but i did because i just want to be sane i just wanted to be sure that this life was still growing and at some point i don't even know how i managed not to go alone myself without taking my husband or someone with me but i think i knew as well because i knew if i go myself by myself and do this private scan and i get there and they say oh Sorry, there is no heartbeat. I would have probably just died. I didn't think I could handle another no heartbeat. And, you know, I just didn't want to die in a strange place where, where there was nobody for them to reach out to and all of that stuff. It's not funny. But that was, those are the things going through my, so I had to cut Joe. I had to, to, you know, plead with my husband every now and again, please, let's go and check. It's been three days. I've not seen the baby. Let's go and check. It's been four days. Let's go and check. I was afraid all the time. I was, no fear overcame me. But thank God for personal development. Thank God for Christ. It's a natural reaction if you're trying again for another baby and you are, you're scared you might miscarry again. It's natural. You're only human. Especially if you don't know why, why the previous one happened. The thing is, it may get worse. But if it gets worse than you can handle, please get help. Please get help. Yeah, I, I mentioned how um, I had friends that had babies during this period as well. And it's natural for you to feel a type of way and be jealous. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, sister, and you're thinking, oh, that can never be me. Oh, how can I be jealous for another person's good thing? I know mine will come. May you never go through a miscarriage. Sister, if you're there right now, I don't want to say you're village people, <laughs> but I am praying from the bottom of my heart because you will never understand. 
you may find yourself feeling envious, resentful, and sometimes maybe even unable to be happy for another person. It was a struggle. But thank God for the way I'd led my life and lived my life before the loss. I was privileged to some information and to some beliefs and to a religious line that I knew. They did not curse it, so they are in their own season of happiness. And me being happy for them is getting me closer to people will be happy for me as well someday. So it was easy. And on days when it was difficult because I overdid it, it was difficult. It's just natural. Yeah. My body, oh. I lost trust completely in my body. I lost trust completely in my body. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're going through right now, you'll be affected physically as well as emotionally. It's not just... I remember the second pregnancy because it wasn't as far as the first one. Um, my husband kept saying, um, bless him. Meant it for good, was trying to find the right words to console me. He said, Um, but it's still just blood. Uh, yeah, thank God it happened early. It was the wrong thing. <laughs> it was now he knows better because we talked about it. But no, it's not blood. The connection between a woman and their unborn child, it's not just blood. From the very moment you know there is a being growing in you, that's it. It makes every other thing different. The connection is. And for, you know, I was, I talked about my pregnancy, about how far gone I was almost six months pregnant. I'm a six month old baby myself. My mom had me as a premature baby. So the baby I lost, um, if I'd had the baby prematurely, the baby could leave. Yeah. The baby could, could survive, but it wasn't the case, but it doesn't mean People or women don't lose pregnancy at a very early stage as well. Even if it was just a week old pregnancy, three weeks old, you probably wouldn't know if it was a week old, but maybe three weeks. Um, I think um the pregnant um the pregnant um was a core test. The home kit will tell you if it was three weeks plus. I think you can start counting from then. If it was that early and you lost a pregnancy, sometimes it can even be more lonely because nobody knew about it. The lady that reached out to me, she said, Oh, today was positive and tomorrow and, and the next day it was gone. I don't know if she meant it literally, but that could happen as well. And that could make some women feel very lonely because nobody knew they were pregnant in the first place. And sometimes it can be very difficult if other people reacted to your loss as, you know, it's not helpful, it's upsetting. I remember... Um, a friend told me some time ago she had lost the baby before she got pregnant again. She had lost the pregnancy. Then I had not been through it. I didn't know what it was really. Um, and that she had lost the pregnancy, but it was in the early stage. And I said, oh, don't worry. Um, you know, you have another one. Like, I remember going back to her to apologize. Because, yeah, you will worry. Even if you would have another one. There is nothing like, don't worry, you have another one. The another one will not be replacing the one you've lost. 
the connection is still there. And sometimes the loss would affect relationship. Trust me, it shaked my marriage. Yes, it, it shook my marriage. Well, thank God for praying parents. We thank you for loving friends. It's normal for you to feel some anger towards your partner if that happens, especially if they are not really understand. If, if they don't really understand it, they don't get it. It's normal, but hopefully you take the time to find time to communicate and let them understand. Trust me, they love you for them to put you in that pathway to pregnancy and they stuck around. They, 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 they were around, stuck around. What does that mean? They were around, they stood by you um, and they were ready to be parents themselves. They were ready to become a father and whatnot. If you then lost the pregnancy and, and, you think that they are not as supportive. Sometimes it's just because they don't really understand it. Women, we are gods. Just by having the ability to make a baby, that's something they will never understand. If you are in the position and you have the opportunity to educate your partners, let them understand what it means to your body. Let them understand what it means to you as a woman. Don't assume they should know. They will know. Because it's possible that they don't know. Now, when it comes to actually experiencing that loss and telling people about it. I said in my previous episode that the same day I reached out to my personal development community because they had known, they knew I was expecting at this time. I said a lot of people knew I was expecting by this time. So I just wanted to get it out of the way. Well, I'm hoping as a, as a world, as a community of women, as a, as women, we come to it, we get to a point where we give benef people benefit of doubt, especially if they've been good people to us at some point in time, and there is a sudden change to that. People are going through demons they cannot discuss. I said how I reached out to the people I, you know, thought about I, that I said the wrong thing to because they, she told me she'd gone through a loss and all of that stuff. I reached out and I apologized. I hope we're all brave enough to do that. To people who believe we've said one wrong thing or the other, two, while they were going through one loss or the other. I hope we know it. I hope we realize it. If you do realize it, take the chance. Reach out and apologize. People will handle, handle their loss however they can. I said previously in my in episode 12 that some people had gone through some type of loss before they eventually go through miscarriages. Yes. So not particularly that it prepares them for it, but 
sometimes they they can handle it a little better sometimes it just gets worse people will handle things based on their understanding and you know it will be different from how you handle yours you it'll be different we should get to a point as women where we respect people's situation how they react to their situation and to their loss and trust me, I'm guilty of it as well. This is a reminder for myself. I'm guilty too. But hopefully this will educate somebody. If you know another fellow woman or someone that, you know, they're good people. They were once good people to you and they've suddenly changed. And you've tried to like have a conversation with them. Don't let your first reaction be just be mad at them. Like, you know what, F it, I'm out of here. Like, this is BS. I'm out of here. Don't let it be your first reaction. If they've been good people at one point or the other. Nobody wakes up in the morning. I say that nobody wakes up to just and decide to be bad. To just treat other people a type of way. I'm hoping not. I don't know the people the type of people you know, but I have I'm hoping we don't know people like that. And sometimes as well, we 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 find ourselves placing our inferiorities on other people. The things we're not comfortable with, and then we believe, you know. People are fighting demons they can't even talk about. So be kind to people. Please, guys, be kind. I hope you have friends that, you know, that are not tired of you talking about it. Bless my sister. I have a sister that, you know, sisters, actually. I don't think she's tired of me talking about it because it's just a matter of watching an episode or a series or something. And I got friends like that, too. They just let me talk in that sense i've no, never heard any of them say you know what it's enough now esther let's move on mm -mm. no i've never heard any of my people say that maybe they say it behind me but they've not said it to my face and i'm grateful to them it's been how how long now it's been two years from my since my first miscarriage it's been two years and what's today's date today is um yeah it's been two years and 20 something days um yeah and 23 days it's been two years and 23 days since my very first i'm sorry there is no heartbeat so it's it's not yesterday but i still feel it i'm still gonna talk about it hopefully this is helping the podcast is some way or the other my therapy And having another pregnancy doesn't shorten the grief or how you feel. It makes you feel somewhat better. It made me feel somewhat better to look forward to something. But like I said before, the anxiety. Um, and a friend said so one day, she said, um, even having a child, she, I don't think she even got that she was, she said that, but she said, even having a child, that 
we've we both have children babies now but the way she will take care of our baby will be different from our take care of my baby and my seven month old just the other day my husband was my husband has always said it like you know what you're always holding this girl you're always holding it will be a struggle by the time she needs to go to nursery and i would think what are you talking about like you i'm not holding her she's a baby she's supposed to be held and and taking care <laughs> yeah but weeks after my first miscarriage, I had sleepless night where I woke up in the night to go and look at my daughter, my three-year-old daughter at the time, just to make sure she's still there and she's still breathing and everything is fine with her. For weeks, for months, I had that fear. I woke up and just felt my husband's nose to make sure he was still there. For weeks, for months. Let alone when I eventually at my daughter I still wake up at night to go and check on her sometimes she wants to have a lie-in and sleep longer but the secret is I, I don't I don't really feel comfortable when she's still sleeping when we are all up so I sneak in tiptoe into a room each time to go and check and obviously I wake her that way to go and check and she's got to flinch for me to feel all right that yes she's there that's a secret i don't know how long it will last for but i still did it this morning i still did it yesterday i don't know how long it will last for but living with loss is something let's be kind and be nice to people not just women Men are going through their stuff as well. I can't wait to bring a man onto the podcast. But obviously, men will never go through miscarriage. But what we're talking about today is live, living life after a loss of a baby or a pregnancy, whatever the case may be in your situation. If you're listening to this right now, you're currently going through this. I pray for peace. I pray for understanding. I pray for wisdom to help you go through this period and sisters you will smile again there'll be something funny on the tv a friend will say something funny and you will smile again and i pray you get to carry your testimony as well so this will be the last of what i'll be recording about this particular topic i won't go back to it but i just wanted to share help someone in this season or help someone help another person they know that is in this season. I hope this has been helpful. This is not for my village people, episode 13. Thank you guys. Have a great day ahead. Bye for now.